Hi, everyone. You're listening to In Traffic with Neil Rubenstein. I'm your host, Neil Rubenstein, and today I will be sitting in traffic talking to Mike Dubin of being my friend, Mike Dubin. What up, man? Nothing. What's going on? Uh, nothing. I was. Uh, I'm worried that we're going to be on two different uh, energy levels. Why? Because you seem, uh, just from our texting earlier this morning, that you're like up and at them. You're like rocking and rolling today, and I, I'm like kind of just getting out of bed, like a quick shower, and like just I'm like resigned to sitting in traffic for the next 50 minutes. See, that's so where I you're just... completely wrong. I am uh, wearing a pair of basketball shorts, and I'm still in bed. And oh. uh, I was playing uh, four games of words with friends with my girlfriend, who's sitting next to me, also still in bed. So there's no no one's gotten up on this side yet. Okay. Uh, hi, hi, Rosie, by the way. Yes, hi. All right, Cool. Yeah, so we, um, yesterday she was really busy at work, and then I left work early, so she wasn't playing any of the games, so I just kept starting new games. <laughs> so she wouldn't go, so I just would start a new one. Like, like even when even like <laughs> like your obnoxious like settling. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, what are you doing? Nothing. I'm busy. Okay, it's your turn. She's like, yeah, I can't go right now. I'm like, cool. And then I just start another game, and then I start another game, and then I started another game, and then she got on the bus to come out here and was like, why do we have four games? I was like, because you weren't going. Jeez. Uh, yeah, but I blame my mom for that because, like, my mom and her best friend have, like, 20-something games at the same time, so I just thought it was, like, a good technique. So you think that you doing that stems from someone else doing that? <laughs> no, not at all. Okay, because I just want to make sure that you're aware that, like, whether someone else did that or it was words with friends no, or it's not. No, me like, being obnoxious. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. No, we're totally on the we're, Which on the also might be your mom's fault. <laughs> you know, like, it maybe she be. was, you know, too coddling or whatever it was, but. If you want, you know, my mom would probably be on your show at some point. I would love for Andrew <laughs> to be. On an episode of In Traffic. I would love that so much. I'm going to see and then, tonight and then, so and then, I can ask her. In parentheses where I put, like, the band name, I would just write Dubin's mom. Yeah, yeah, of course. That would be course. great. Um, are you in Long Island tonight or you're working forever? I'm making plans on your podcast, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a sip of water. Hang on. I'm probably not going to edit that out either. I am going to the city... Uh, now, and then okay. I have work tonight at, like, uh, well, doors are at 10. Okay. But, uh, well, if you yeah, want, tomorrow, um, I'm making plans on your podcast again. Uh, cool. We're going to come out tonight and stay at my mom's house because my nephew's birthday is tomorrow. So we're going to be out there during the day, and that party's not till like, 4, so maybe we can get lunch. I am uh, going just, just on you don't want to hang out. Oh, okay. No, I'm going on vacation with my wife tomorrow. All right. Cool. Well, we'll hang which out. Now dates, which now dates the podcast, which I wanted yeah, yeah. to avoid. Yeah, we'll just so, take that out. 
Maybe you're going on another vacation. Leave it at it. I'm actually going to be going away with her again in two months, so. There you go. Maybe. Maybe I cannot wait two months to do. No, this is going to be this is going to be episode fifty because That's you were episode. Yeah, you were episode one. I felt like the first episode should have been more of a test and maybe not live because we just talked about me and you and how we knew each other for like six minutes, and then we stopped before we actually talked about anything. Yeah, but. Uh, there was a test, A, and B, eh, some of these episodes, that's how they go. <laughs> I guess. I, I mean, guess. the Matt Pryor episode is just me asking him stuff I should know already about him. That's true. I actually, just for everyone else's sake, um, I listened to that, and then I was texting you of all the things that you, A, should have asked, and B, that you asked incorrectly. Yeah, like, I, I had no idea he had three kids. And that's something yeah. I should definitely know. I should definitely know. We've been friends for a long time. Yeah. You like, also, um, the story of how I know them, uh, you totally got wrong, and he acknowledged that you got it wrong, but then you stuck with the fact that you thought that that's how we met. Yeah, I didn't, uh, you know what? I learned this from you, uh, not caring and just going with what you think. <laughs> Uh, I can 100% attribute that to you. Why? What did I do? Because you're old, you always do that. Everything that I do that's like super publicly obnoxious, I can I can bring back to like specific events with you. Wait, like I did something that made you feel like it was okay to do that? Yeah. No. Like what? You constantly do that. Like what? You will call someone Randy. And they'll be like, oh, my name is whatever. And you're like, hey, you're Randy today. And then you that's it. You're not, you just, that's it. You're, that's, they're Randy. That's not exactly true, but I could tell you sometime that I did do that in a work situation that was probably really inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, no, I, if you want to tell a story, if you want to regale the listeners with a story, go ahead. But I, I mean, I know. We, yeah, I don't know if it's an appropriate story. It may okay. be an inappropriate story. I don't know. Whatever. When me and Eric worked together at that network that we put yeah. you on TV for, um, yeah, I got it. <laughs> we had we had a girl intern named Hillary, but we just kind of decided her name should be Tiffany. No, it's the other way around. Her name was <laughs> Tiffany, <laughs> but I would call her Hillary. And then after that... We got a guy intern who was very much a lady and and made himself a lady all the time, and his name was, like, something boy-related, and then I just called him Hillary, too. There you go. But, yeah, there you go. like the, no, the he, number two. But he identified. He did, but as, the problem as was a Hillary. It, it was only because she actually did stuff and he didn't do anything. And, like, he was very lazy, so he didn't deserve his own name, I think. Can I just say that that's, like, an interesting thing about, like, where our culture has gone? Like, Absolutely. 10 and, 10 and 15 years ago, like, you were just gay. It was just, they were just gay people. Oh, like, where are you going with this? He, I don't even know where you're going with this. I'm just saying if he were, if he were the age he was then, now... He would be like getting like 
gender reassignment, either the hormone treatments or there would be, oh, yeah, yeah. Would be okay. doing something much more like it's just so much. Uh, I don't want to say it's like more accessible because I, I I don't know, but it's just it just seems like there's more of it. Like I'll talk to a young kid, like a, a young relative who's like in drama or in like some kind of acting club, and he'll be like, "Oh yeah, there's like a bunch of trans kids in my class," and it's like, "Oh." They're trans kids now. Like, because well, 15 years ago or 20 years ago, 40 years ago, we're just gay kids. You know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But, I mean, maybe – I don't know. I mean, maybe not for me. I mean, that was a gay and lesbian network, so maybe I was around more stuff than you are in the general public, I guess. I don't know. Well, there was a lot of trans back then at here? Uh, it, it was a more normal thing, I think in my work experience than it would but be. In, okay, but in the regular world. So, like, I understand that you were around it a lot at work, but were you? Yeah. did you notice it also in, in, in uh, like, societal norms? I don't, uh, I don't know. Maybe not. Like, uh, you know, I've always been around homosexuality, but... Yeah. You know, and, and uh, you know a few transgendered people through the years, yeah. but not the way it is now. I don't. Think. No, I guess I guess that makes sense. Yeah, this took a weird turn. What? That this is oh, just what we're talking about. <laughs> oh. Not 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 uh, society. I meant what our conversation is turned to. Oh, yeah. No, I think it's great. Society, whatever. Do what you yeah. do. Uh, you know how I exactly. feel about that shit. Like. Whatever. Exactly. Fuck you, fuck. Be who you are. Exactly. Exactly. I wanted okay. to ask you how you felt about because you're you're like pro reunions. Okay. Did you go to a bunch of those shows. Yes. Like almost across the board. Like if it's a band from your youth that's if reuniting. Band, if it's a band I care about, yes. I don't just go but, to reunions to go to reunions. But you put a lot. You go to a lot of them. Okay. I mean, well, I think that's all because there are a lot of them going on right now. But, yes, recently okay. I've gone to quite a few reunions. Whereas me and Diaz are like, meh. So yeah, which is ironic, are... though, because Diaz was in a band called The Reunion Show. Which I don't think is ironic. I think he was saying back then that, like, these are stupid. I think you're giving him too much credit. I love him, but that's not what it was. <laughs> oh, maybe not. All right, so what are we going to talk about? Uh, I just wanted to know why you're okay going to all of them or why you – not why you're okay with it. Uh, I guess just we, I wanted to explore some uh, emotions about these things. Um. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I think if it's a band that I give a shit about and they're playing a show, it's like, oh, cool, they're playing shows again, you know? Um, but it's but not like, annoying that, like, why, why don't you guys just keep playing shows when I was, like, had the time and energy to go to shows? Um, well, I mean, I think you're making it about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Isn't here's the thing. I'm sorry. Let's, let's... Who's, wait, who's not making it about themselves? Are the bands <laughs> not making it about themselves? Um, I don't know. No, I think that, uh, you know, I think a band, like, let's take, for example, a band that's touring this summer that hasn't been a band in a long time, the anniversary is playing shows, right? So 
they obviously broke up, I don't know, 15 years, not 15 years ago, 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Um, I don't think that they necessarily should have been playing shows for the last 10 years, but if they're in a place where, like, they want to revisit that stuff and kids want to see them, because I'm sure there's plenty of kids that got into them after they broke up, like, I don't see anything wrong with them, you know, doing a handful of shows. They're not trying to be a full-time band, you know? But okay. I don't I don't know. I, I see, like, there are... I bands. mean, I'm, I'm probably going to go to that. I'll probably go to the anniversary. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm uh, excited for that. I think that... But they're, see, they're an, example, they're an example that, like, they're trying to cut short. But did it? I think at the time, they they had run their course. And they wanted to do other stuff, and they were all, you know, in different places. And, you know, years later, they're all individually doing what they do. Some of them are playing music as a career still, some are not. But, like, they have a fan base that would like to see them and would appreciate them. And I don't think there's anything wrong with them doing, you know, a 10-show run to go out and have fun and play those songs again, you know. I think there are other bands, I don't want to, I won't, I don't want to name names, but there are bands that break up and a year and a half later are playing, like, you know, Riot Fest or Wrecking Ball or whatever, and those are, I mean, there's plenty of reunions that I'm not going to that I don't care about. So I don't think that I'm, like, reunion guy across the board by any means, but, like, yeah, man, I was excited three years ago when Quicksand started playing shows again, you know? Like, I love Quicksand, but there was a reason why they broke up and they all did their own stuff. So what makes it different, what makes it different for you for a band that's, it's the amount of time they've been away. If a band's been away 10 years, it's okay to get back together. If a band's been away a year and a half, it's not okay? No, I think it depends. I think that, and I think you went into this with Matt, you know, like Get Up Kids broke up because of where they were, and then a few years later started playing shows again, and they're, you know, they're not a reunion show band, they're an active band. But Matt's thing was like, yeah, at the time, maybe we should have just said we're going to take a break. You know, we're going to go on hiatus. They didn't need to break up. <clears throat> but, I mean, at the time, the it, you and I don't have the place to speak about that. You know, like, in that specific case, I know more behind-the-scenes stuff. But there's always stuff going on with the band that, like, at that point, they make the decision to either go on a break or break up or whatever it is they're doing because they see the dynamic between the members of the band, you know? So... I think that, you know, at the drive-in, breaking up and getting back together now, these aren't reunion shows either. They're going to be an active band. You know, they're touring right now. They're going to do a record. You know, I think that's up to you if, if you give a shit enough to go see them. But it's like there are plenty of bands doing quote-unquote reunions that I don't care about and I'll skip. And there's plenty of stuff I'm really excited about because I like music and I like what they did and I miss that, you know? So, I don't know. What about... What about like a like a band like After Driving who they're getting back together? They're going to be an active band again. First of all, they also did like reunion specials like two or three years ago, whatever it was. They did. Well, I think what happened, and I don't. I honestly like I haven't spoken to any of those dudes to even understand specifically what it was. But yeah, they started to play shows again two years ago, and uh, and I think right before they did, like Omar's grandmother died or something. You know, so it was like. Maybe the plan then was to get back together and start to work together again, and maybe it didn't work out because of the dynamic and the timing. You know, you don't know what it was. So then what about, like, they're not – it's not all the original members, though, right? Uh, it it initially started that it was going to be, and then 
Jim decided he wasn't going to do it, so they replaced him with the dude from Engine Down, but they're a band again. You know what I mean? Like, it's not it's not some of. It was the whole band. One guy said he didn't want to do it, and they got somebody else to join the band as a guitarist, and they're going to move forward as a band. So what's the it's amount not, It's of, not a Guns N' Roses scenario by any means. What, what's the Okay, what's the amount? <laughs> Using them <laughs> the other example. Because they have four. Four out of six in Guns N' Roses, right? Yeah, that's fine. Dude, I don't, honestly, what's I don't the num- care. What's the number? You tell me what's the number. Four out of five no, is fine. Four out of six not fine. Dude, but I don't care because at the same time, I'll go see David Bazan play Pedro songs. It doesn't have to be like if I want to see the songs, I'll go see the song. Like I don't care. It doesn't have to be called that band. I don't know what the rule is to like make a band count as the band as opposed to you know this stuff going on. This happens. Juice, you you're the one who brought it up. I'm just asking. <laughs> um, you decided the direction I was going when I said it's not all the members. You decided yeah. what direction I was going with yeah, that question. Yeah. Um, I so think, then now you open that you open that up. What's up? I think that uh, for me it matters which members they are and which ones I'm friends with if I'm going to care or go see it. Or <laughs> oh, <let's> see it. <laughs> That's it. Which ones you're friends with? That's the key. All right. And look, um, look, I just want you to be honest. That's all. But but listen, let's look at it this. Okay, let's go this route, and I'll use a specific example, like. You look at a band like Dashboard that's touring this summer, right? So you and I have been friends with Chris and the other dudes that were originally in that band, you know, 15 years ago, right? So Dashboard was always Chris, but, you know, at one point it was Bonebreak and him and, and Mike Marsh, right? So at this point, Bonebreak was the first person to leave and he got replaced by Scott. I mean, at this point, it's it's Chris the Scott, you know what I mean? But to me, like, Dashboard was always Chris. So I know that there were times where there was talk of it being, you know, like it was more of a band, but I don't think it hurts Chris at all that he goes out as Dashboard with, you know, himself when he does solo shows. I mean, maybe it's because he does solo shows also. Yeah, I think that's a bad example for this because Dashboard's Chris Chris in, in, I'd say, 98% of his fans' eyes. That's true. Okay, so that's fine. So that was a bad example. Whereas, like, Guns N' Roses is an Axel in 98% of their fans' eyes. That's true. That's true. And, like, in some of their fans' eyes, at the drive-in, needs Jim to not be Mars Holton. Well, not necessarily, because... uh, Dude, I think that's kind of silly, because then you're discounting Paul and Tony. You know, like... They weren't in Mars Volta. They were in Sparta with Jim. Uh, I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, I'm saying the argument could be made. I'm saying the argument could be made, and I've heard it made. But at the same time, we can talk about the Get Up Kids for a minute and look at the fact that, like, Robbie's in Spoon also, right? So the Get Up Kids will do shows, and Robbie can't play, and they'll have uh, Nate from Final fill in on bass or, like, Two or three summers ago, even bigger than that, I feel like there was a tour that, like, James couldn't do. And Dustin played keyboards. It's like James is a big part of the Get Up Kids, but, like, at the same time, they can play without him and it's still the Get Up Kids. You know what I mean? Yes. 
because so like what? But what's the difference between having fill-ins for a tour and doing a tour where you just don't have all the members? <laughs> all right, but it's like, no, but I get it. Like, I yeah. get what you're saying. But on the other, like, so some things, okay, so some arguments might be like, oh, well, as long as it's, you know, Matt and Jim, or as long as it's the vocalist, or as long as it's the songwriter. But there's bands that survive that replacing the singer, replacing the songwriter. Yeah, dude, Journey is doing it huge, but that's because that guy's... <laughs> A magician. <laughs> I think we could probably think more locally, but okay, Journey as the example. Uh, <laughs> um, Eric Feldman. I was thinking, I, I was thinking Eric Dead Guy. I said, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, Dead Guy. We can get into Dead Guy because I know that came up on the Facebook thread the other day. But uh, when Journey got the dude from the Philippines, like Eric and I sat and watched his band on YouTube. He covered. He was just in a cover band. And he was yeah. in, like, a really mediocre cover band, but the vocals were always amazing. And that dude can not only do Steve Perry, he does, like, Axel, he does Brian Adams, he does Bon Jovi. Like, he could go on tour with, like, a middle-aged housewife's, like, favorite band in, like, a festival and sing for all of them. So. He's, uh, he's Mark Wahlberg's character from Rockstar. Yes, exactly, exactly. But, okay, so you want to talk about Dead Guy for a minute? Well, no, I don't, well, I don't want to, but, like, their band, they lost the singer and the songwriter, or yeah. one of the songwriters, and still pushed through. At least the See, that's, that, for me, that's where I wouldn't do it. If you, if okay, you lose, what about, like, the vocalist and, like, the main songwriter, then you don't have the band, then you have the rhythm section pretending they're the band still. Like, nobody nobody is listening to a, a favorite band, and their favorite thing about that band is, like, wow, they have the sickest drummer. Did you read that article about the zombies going around the other day? No. So, the band The Zombies, like, that 60s band, like a double yeah, yeah. rock band? No, yeah, I love them. That, their single broke in the U.S., their single broke in the U.S. two years after the band had broken up in, in, in England. Really? Yeah. And so a dude from Texas booked a tour and sent out a blues band doing covers of the zombies and calling them the zombies. <laughs> Shut up. Yep. Oh, uh, that's not the band. No, probably not, no. Yeah. But, okay. And I, I didn't read the rest of the article, because that was enough, and uh, <laughs> I don't know how to read it. You read the headline so, and the first paragraph. Yeah, that's it. That's all I need. There's more? No, I'll get to it. Yeah. But now I'm going to speak about it, because I'm an informed listener. Uh, of course. So I have questions. So, because okay. in, in the 60s, early 70s, you get away with that stuff. Let's say, let's say... Um, a band does that, right? They masquerade as the, the whatevers. Okay. You know? And then 15 years later, Coachella asks them to reunite for the show. Okay. Can they ask the imposter band that actually did the touring? Um, I don't know, man. 
So it's 15 okay, years so, later. So the other the guys band, don't want to do it. The, the real, real band, band doesn't want to do it. Never. But did the real band ever tour in the states? Let's no, say they, no, dude. They can't do it. They can't do it. I Why not? You're not it. curious. You don't want to see that. I don't want to see what that because called, that wasn't. What if they were called? What if it was, the, it was the Ghetto Kids, and there was a we didn't know the Ghetto Kids personally, and then some other band, the guys in the Promise Ring toured as the Ghetto Kids because they're like, oh, why not? And no, then, I mean, I think because I, I think at this point, it's different. I think that when that happened, happen, no, yeah, well, when that happened, there was no internet, so it's like, yeah, and there was no camera phones or whatever, so like. Neil goes to see the zombies, and it's not really the zombies, but he doesn't know any better because he's never seen a video of them. And there's no record of it after it happened. So that cover band pulls it off, but they're not the band, and they're definitely not the band that the people want to see in the reunion scenario 20 years later. Okay, what about what about Kiss? What if, um, what if Gene and, Stan, and Paul Stanley don't want to play the show, they take all the money, they hire guys, they wear the makeup, they wear the costumes, they're using backing tracks. I don't I don't I don't wanna see it. I don't care. But you have no idea. You have no idea. Yeah. Um yeah, I would I probably wouldn't have any I mean there's plenty of bands that tour with they play the tape or whatever and they can fake it. So yes, you could definitely get to a point where a band, you know, you can get even more uh, relevant and more timely and say Slipknot could do that because you don't see their faces anyway. So if you care about Slipknot and you want to go see them, you could go see them, have them play the fucking tape with their masks did you, on and you don't know who it is. Did you, did you just say Kiss wasn't relevant? No, I'm saying if you want to get I into... I think he can sue us over that. I think. <laughs> I'm saying so, Kiss... You might want to... Kissed makeup, and I'm talking about in a more modern, timely scenario with younger kids. Slipknot could go out and play four cities at the same time, and the alternative Hot Topic kids would be stoked. Alternative. Yeah. Oriculous. Yeah. Um. You know, I think that any any band where there's costumes and makeup and stuff, yes, you could fake it and probably get away with it and fool a good percentage of the fans, I think. Do I think that's right? No. Would I, like, if I was a huge Kiss fan or Slipknot fan and I went to see it, hopefully I would know that it wasn't real? I don't know. This is all hypothetical and stuff that I don't really have anything to say about, I guess. Now and your car's you making your car's making noises at me. No, no, it's the car in front of me is uh, a very uh, a very late nineties Dubin car. Nice loud loud pipes, which is the exact opposite of my electric car that makes no noise now. Yeah, no, no, we've all come a long way, Michael. We have, we have. I've called you by your first name twice this episode, which I think is more than I've called you by your first name in 20 years. Well, I think you only do it in a condescending manner. No, at the very beginning I said I said your name. I said Mike. I called you Mike. All right. Well, you've called me Mike and Michael. Both. Yeah, well, Michael was in a condescending 
Yeah, yeah. I'm being I'm being a jerk when I call you Michael. Which is weird because I go by Michael more than I go by Mike. But people that call, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, but I, I when have I called you Michael and I wasn't being a jerk to you? It's true. It's true. Um. So wait, how? What episode number are you up to right now? On the. Like I know we're going to be fifty. Yeah. How far? How far ahead are we looking at? Because I made we're an far, to make. We're, we're like probably, uh, this will go up end of summer. Or uh, like maybe maybe August, mid August. All right, because I got an announcement for August, but it's the beginning of August. All right, go ahead. But I might give it now, and then this could be the end of August, and then it makes it, like, not relevant at all. We'll say it, and then uh, if it's not relevant, uh, ignore us. All right, cool. Um, I'm going to do – I'm going to be in a photo show that's going to probably be a traveling photo show, but in August it's going to start in Philly. Oh, cool. Yeah, so – it, Mark, when, when in August, please tell me uh, the eighth or ninth. It'll be in August. And it'll it's be right, in right before that, August fifth. Because uh, I'm going to be down in Philly for Jehu on the ninth. Yeah, August fifth is the opening. It's going to basically uh, Mark Beamer, who does shirts for Cure and is also an amazing photographer, is putting together a traveling show. Uh, it's going to start the test or test, I guess. The start is going to be in Philly. The weekend of this is hardcore, so the opening is going to be August fifth. Um, so I think it's like the fifth, sixth, seventh, or something like that. Maybe the fourth, fifth, sixth. I don't know. But um, it's me, uh, me and Beamer, uh, Nathaniel Shannon, Justin Baruki, Brian Mariansky, and this dude Jordan. And I can't think of his last name. I don't know Jordan's work, but. Uh, but, yeah, the whole plan is I think it's going to start in Philly, and then when it comes to – it's going to do, like, Philly, probably New York, L.A., Seattle, and, like, Detroit maybe. And I think mm-hmm. in those other cities we'll add other photographers from those cities too. Cool. So Carrie should be Hall in Seattle? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think that was discussed already. So. And she um, boat right in L.A. or now too big? Angie's great. I would, dude. I would love to have her involved. Well, I'm saying, is she off. like, is she too big for you guys? I don't. You know I, mean? I don't think so. I mean, like, because it's not. Well, the thing is, like, it's. Uh, I don't know. Angie does a lot of stuff, but I think Angie still shoots shows, and I think it's going to be like live music photography, most likely. So, um, I, I think that would fit really well. I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, I would reach out to her and see if she's interested. You know. But uh, we're still trying to figure out where we're going to do it and, and which venues we're going to use in those cities right now. So we're working on that. So, I'm, but uh, I've been I've been trying to get Angie on this. She's awesome. I'm dude. I'm sure she would do it. She was just here. She she was just in New York yeah, recently for a screening for of the, the film. Yeah, for those punks or whatever it's called. She um, she uh, she says she would do it. She wants to do it, but she like had to run it by. Um, publicist because of the movie Big right time. now. Yeah. So I was like, oh, man. And then I, I didn't, like, I didn't pursue it on my end. Like, I'd have to have my publicist get in touch with her publicist if I wanted it to, like, actually happen. You know how that is? I think I'm your publicist, right? No. <laughs> you can be. You could also be. 
I feel like there's a lot of like, yo, this person should be on my podcast, right? And I'm like, yeah, and you're like, cool, can you get them on my podcast? Yeah, well, you, uh, yeah, you're, uh, you're, uh, I'm your booking God. agent? Yeah, you're assist, um, what's the word? Um, vice, uh, second in command, uh, talent supervisor. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. But not assistant, because you're not like the assistant. No, I'm not buying any, like, chilies or anything. I'm not bringing any chilies or anything. Junior, junior, talent coordinator. Co-talent coordinator? I have, um, I have a young lady named Michelle Rosnack. What's she done? She does a phenomenal job of getting me people slightly out of my reach. She got me Chris Cluey. She got me Rick Glassman. Um, well, how many people yeah. have you asked me to get you that are out of your reach? You haven't even given me a shot yet. Oh, I haven't asked for any. Oh, I, get no. I asked for one that uh, I asked for one, and you were like, "No, nah, man, forget you." <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to say who that was? I don't even know no. who that was. Because I still think it's someone we'll get. I think it's someone I'll get. I just have to run into him at, uh, at a show. All right. And I'm going, and we're going to see him soon, so. Is it somebody who you ran into on the street with Andrew Ellis? No. Dude, that would be sick. Yeah. That yeah, would see, be I just sick. Helped you, I just helped you with another idea. I'm not, I'm not going to ask him. Even if I see him, I'm not going to ask him. John Reese, can I call you John Reese? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask him even if I saw him. Um, I was, I, he's just, yeah. Ooh, you know what that would be like for me? You know what that would be like for me? That would be like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would be a stuttering moron for it would be the Chris. It would be the Chris Farley. Hey, remember when uh, Hot Snakes played at Mercury Lounge and the Strokes opened? <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was <laughs> awesome. It would be the worst. <laughs> it would be so unentertaining for everyone, and he would hate every minute of it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I remember this one time we were at CBS, and then like you were just like getting a hot dog with your friend, and, and like I just I watched you eat the hot dog, but like I didn't introduce myself or anything. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, man. Good. He was like I feel like him. Who like is there anyone else that I would be awful at interviewing? Just. Uh. Steve Albini. Uh, no, I think I would have informed questions for Steve Albini. All right. Because I wouldn't want... I feel the same way about Steve Albini, but I don't have any personal connection to him at all. So there's no, like, oh, my God, I remember this one time where we were... Oh, you like, don't want to sleep with him. Well, yeah, I don't want to sleep with him. But, like, I would be able to compose myself and have intelligent questions, you know? Yeah, yeah. Whereas John Reese, I would just be like a mess. Yeah. You know, I can't tell you how much I love you. Whereas Steve Albini, I would ask him about his philosophies. I would be able to, like, get in depth and, like, talk about that. I think part of that, too, is because Steve Albini's a more serious person. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Then John Reese, who, like, we went and saw Rocket, oh, I don't know, recently, and he talked about how 
he heard some like moaning and groaning through the wall of his hotel and took care of himself and then realized after it was a baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and he yeah. told that story on stage. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You, yeah. I don't know how that would go. I think that would be bad. <laughs> oh, who knows, man? I'm gonna see him like six times this summer. Maybe I'll. Uh, True. You know, we'll be in the same room a couple of times, so maybe I'll ask. Maybe I'll. Uh, I'll try to compose. Which myself. is a testament for how much you like him and his music because you don't go see bands that are playing in the next town and you're going to go see him in like Philly and Brooklyn and whatever. All yeah, over. I don't go yeah, I don't go see my friends bands if they play yeah. more than 30 seconds from my apartment. <laughs> now, so now how do you feel about reunion shows when it comes to Jehu and like Rocket? Well, Rocket, I don't really, that's not really a reunion show. I mean, I guess they, they officially broke up, but they play every couple of years. All, like, yeah. I, there hasn't been a five-year period where I haven't seen Rocket, I don't think. Okay. You know what I mean? Maybe there has, I don't know, maybe there was in the middle, but whatever. It's it's Rocket. It's a it's a show for show's sake. Yeah. You know, like they're a Go hang out with all the old dudes. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It's like yeah. as much a social thing as it's about the music, I feel like, when they play at this point. Uh, no, not for me. Uh, I don't like anybody, really. But <laughs> it's it's about the performance. Like, it's not, like, they're not half-assing anything ever. There's no risk of that. There's okay. no risk of going to see Rocket and them not putting on a phenomenal show. And in the rare instance, like, you'll see a video of them playing a record store or whatever, the rare instance where they're not, like, dressed up and doing, like, a show, like, they're still sick. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, still sick. And Jehu, yeah, it's a clinic. You know what I mean? I'm not going... Jehu, I was fortunate enough to see at the time, and it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. And uh, it, it's, it, I don't know, it's just, it's different in my head. Like, maybe because I'm not close to them, you know? Like, I don't know them as people at all. Yeah. Maybe that's, like, some of it. But it's just, like, uh, Jehu's, like, a different kind of thing to me. And you know what? When it gets closer, uh, maybe I do so the tickets to one of those. You know what I mean? Like, maybe I... Maybe like, I don't you go to one and you're like, okay, I saw it. I don't need to go to the other two. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe I don't go to all four shows in the air. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. a possibility of that, but... On the I, I doubt it. I think I'll just go to all... I'll just go to the ones that I have tickets for, uh, probably, but... So, now, in my head, I don't know. For me, in the way that you're explaining them, I mean, I, and I probably would assume for you, too, like... As far as, like, a Jehu show goes, that would be the same as if, like, Fugazi started to play shows again, right? I would assume you'd want to go see Fugazi wherever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Really? Here's, here's the here's the difference. And it's the same thing with, like, um, uh, forgive me, uh, Steve, for saying this, but it's the same thing with Today is the Day. If Today is the Day started playing with the original lineup and doing the first two albums... Like, yeah, dude, I'll buy tickets to every single show. Do you pretend but, that Steve Austin's listening to your podcast? Dude, dude listen, there's a shot. Yeah, like, I'm friends <laughs> with him. 
I'm friendly with the guy, uh, and I'm definitely going to have him on at one point. <laughs> so, look, just in case. I'm it's not like I'm man. saying, like, I'm it's sorry, not like I'm saying, annoyed, like. But I don't think that you being in the new Ghostbusters movie is really a good idea. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because Steve Wilson and Dan Aykroyd are different levels. But, let's say, uh, the guy slept on my floor, I think. Uh, I've slept on his floor. I think right. there's a chance he listens. He produced oh, a record so, for us on Fade Away, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we've eaten 10 cent burritos together. Um, what was I saying? Oh, if the first two albums, definitely, 100%. But then, like, if he did, like, you know, he tours a lot now still, but they do like a comprehensive thing. And there's a lot of records in there that I'm not in love with, you know? Uh-huh. I saw Floor at Vitus, and it was awesome. And then I went back and saw him again at Vitus, and it was not as fun because it was way more packed. It was oversold, whatever. And I just remember being like, man, I can't be here when there's this many people here. I'm just too fat and uncomfortable and like People are bumping into me and spilling beer in my in my shoes. Like I just, I, I'm not, I'm not there anymore. You know? Yeah, I understand. And it's it's me, it's me, it's me. I'm not playing with a band. You know, I'm, I'm not saying like these bands shouldn't play these shows. I'm just saying for me, I think a Fugazi show now would be. 30 or 40% songs I don't love. Yeah. And 100% crowd I can't handle. Look at you bringing it back. This is professional. Well, you that's all over the place. You came right back to it. Yeah, but that's what we were, we're, we were talking about. We're, uh, yeah, we were you, did, about I was, you did good. Yeah, no, I totally I hear what you're saying, 100%. There are there bands are now. Yeah, I mean, like. If they would do, if they did like album shows, yeah, I feel you. Like I, I don't know. Like when I was when I was younger, it it, it felt different to be in the room. Dude, I, you totally, know what I, mean? I totally get it. I mean, there's the whole thing too, where in my head, there's certain bands that I want to watch and I want to be up front, but I'm not super excited and comfortable being up front of the show. Where like. Dude, I'll give you a perfect example. The that Mind Over Matter show the other night, I watched most of that from the crowd, but that's because it kind of it got more comfortable. But like when Capital was playing, they started doing Silent Majority songs, and I went up front, and it was like it was crazy, dude. Like there were 800 people on stage and in the front and climbing over each other. Antonio hit me in the face. I'm like, you're way too old to be hitting me in the face still, and. uh and it just was, like, uncomfortable, and I feel like that's how the Silent Majority shows are going to be, too. Like, Silent Majority is not a band I want to stand in the back of the room and watch, but at the same time, I don't want to get, I don't know, I have, like, a shitty knee and stuff. I don't want to get my leg broken and get hit. Right, so so it's not it's not going to be as fun, you know what I mean? Like, we'll see. I mean, I'm still very excited, and I'm sure it will be fun, but it, it won't necessarily be the same as it was you know, 20 years ago when we go to those shows, you know, twice a weekend, you know? I mean, the Vita show that you're going to be at with them in Mind Over Matter, like, I'm bringing Olivia to that, too, so I'm not going to be in the front anyway, so. All right, um, I'll, I'll hang out with you and, and live yeah, in the yeah. back. So, like, you know. Like, all right, so when I bought 
I posted on Facebook that I bought the Jehu tickets when I bought them. Yeah. And uh, and you, you know Jim Connolly from a yeah, yeah. Soul Control and fucking Invincible. So he uh, he uh, he like replied that like he was stoked. He was stoked for two days before the show when I sell them to him. <laughs> it could happen. But here's the thing, like, here's the thing with Jehu. Like, Jehu is not a band. Jehu will be on the level with, like, a few years ago when Seaweed played, and it was awesome because it was all older dudes, and you didn't have idiots, like, hitting you in the face and climbing on you. Well, they're just not that band. You know what I mean? But I know. But not like that's, that's, see, that's a show where I feel like you can be in the crowd and be where you want to be and enjoy it and not be, like, overwhelmed with, like, shit, this isn't 20 years ago when I when I did this. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, yeah. I don't know, like, Mind Over Matter, Silent Majority would play, and you go, and you mosh, and you dance, and you have fun, and you're in the crowd, and you're getting banged around, or whatever. Like, that's not where you're at anymore. But I think a band that isn't going to have that kind of crowd, you can go and be in the crowd and enjoy <laughs> it, and it won't be shitty for you. Okay, but I thought that, like, uh, for Hump, I bought Hump tickets. I was like, oh, I can't wait. I I might have seen Hump. I've probably paid for Hump more than I've paid for any other band. Okay. Maybe Rocket. So it would be, like, second would be Hump. And the amount of times I've seen them live where I'm actually not working for them or working for a venue, just going to see and two days before the show I was like I'm not going <laughs> sold my tickets to Jim Connolly <laughs> yeah like yeah. I just <laughs> I understand I've definitely gotten caught up in the moment of being excited somebody was playing and bought tickets and then was like way less excited after I had tickets it happens. I, I don't know man I just uh I, I just said I'm just old and curmudgeon I guess, uh, you know. You're older. You've always been curmudgeon <laughs> uh, Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, the bands I'm stoked for, I'm stoked for, and I just know, I just know how I am in public, and I, I'm not going to have fun unless I have, like, an area to escape to, you know? Yeah, I understand. I uh, understand. Yeah. You, know, um, I, you know, I think you'll have fun at the first show, and then partway through the first show, you'll get stressed that you have to go to three more. Oh, damn, man. I think, if anything, I'll sell the Brooklyn tickets. <clears throat> Because I don't want to go to Brooklyn. Yeah. And go to the Irving show? Yeah. That That's, I mean, that's really what's... Because the Philly show I'll definitely go to because it's the first of them, A, and B, I get to go to Philly with my wife and have a cheesesteak. And then I'll be like, I don't want to drive to Brooklyn. There's nowhere to park. Fuck Brooklyn. You can actually park right in front of the street at uh, Bellhop. All right, man. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Peace out. Bye.
You're a jerk, Neil. 